Say on the Radio podcast. We rolling? We're rolling. Welcome to episode 176, but in a way I want to call this episode 2.0. Oh. Okay. Why? Well, we're brand new studio. 1, 2-1. Two 2-1. Dash one. Two dash one. Season 2? Season 3? Wait, no. Yeah, I'm season 2 of this uh, podcast. Season 2.5? <laughs> <laughs> we're in a new room. We're really yeah. pumped for it. It's uh, it's very Star Trekky. A lot of touch, a lot of a lot of screens going on here. Mm-hmm. For sneezers, not the room you want to be in. If you've no. got seasonal allergies, you better fire that Claritin into your system, stat. Mm-hmm. Benny, uh, we're a handful of days in. How? Um, I mean, you're a handsy fellow. We know that. And in, in discussion <laughs> with your wife, <laughs> but how are you feeling over there on that side of it all? Um, good. Not super confident, but good. It is, uh, it's brand new technology. I feel old now because this is the time that I'm not fully embracing the brand new technology. There's some mild resistance? A little bit, but it's not that I came in resisting it. It's that as I'm using it, I'm not that good at it, I think. And I want, it's just, it's going to be one of two things. It'll take time. This is with all technology. Yep. You'll either adapt and go, okay, I can, I can pick it up and I can get mm-hmm. good at it, or it, you toss it out. I, I went from a Motorola Razor to an LTC Touch. Before the iPhone yeah. came out. And I remember thinking, this will never work. Nobody's going to just have a screen <laughs> for a phone. This is stupid. I need my buttons. And here we are. I've been an iPhone user for 10 plus years now. However, I would happily take buttons back. I loved the T9 texting. Really? I could text so fast on T9. I never, like, at, at the time. Now, if I had a T9 phone, it would yeah. take me forever. But at the time, I was pretty fast with T9. I wish we could combo in a way that we would still have the ability to fire the keyboard up if you're in a group chat with multiples, but I like a phone call. I still like a phone call every once in a while. And I like the flip because you can't angrily like press the button to hang up on a screen, whereas with the flip, you'd be like, Little Ari from uh, Entourage, loved that show. He just tosses it against the wall. True. the best. Lloyd! (laughs) (laughs) Go get himself a a new one. Yeah, this will be interesting because Benny is off next week, so then it's just Laura and I. Just us. Good luck, friends. We're going to take turns over there on the the, uh, master control side. I'll be tuning in. Uh, Normally when I am learning a new board or learning new things in general, I bring a little notebook and I write down what things mean, and I keep forgetting to do that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you write yourself a note about the notebook? book. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be my issue. Hopefully I remember it tomorrow while Benny, who is the most experienced with this new tech, uh, is still here. However, no promises. Do we do rock, paper, scissors? Like, would you like to start on Monday? You want to give it a go? You tell yeah. me. You tell me. Sure. Okay. Shwayze. Shwayze makes almost every decision in the backstage household now. What's I, a Shwayze? It's an app. It's an app. It's I had it. What? It's, you have an app just to make decisions So everybody for you? puts their finger on the screen and then it picks, it randomly picks a finger. Have you ever done that for shots? Uh, yeah, I've done everything for Sean's. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things he doesn't want to speak about, but he's done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shwayze, it, it was handy. We just didn't use it enough. I deleted oh, it. I yeah. zapped that off my phone. Yeah. That's the best way because when you have two kids that are so close in age and they both want to do something or the switch, we have one switch and two kids. That's a perfect example of you guys can both <laughs> do whatever you want to do and they both want to do the switch, but different games, Shwayze it. Then it's not my fault. They can't get mad at me. They can get mad at my phone all they want. Oh, and they do. Oh, they, they do. There'll be a day where collectively they, they team up and go, let's hide dad's phone. And he can't shwayze us. Yeah, but then he'll be able to, at this point, they'll be old enough that he'll just use their phones. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just take the switch and use it myself. <laughs> yeah. See, nobody's going to have it and except dad. Right. And I'm going to head on upstairs to the bathroom and 
Just like uh, continuing the generation. Not a chance. I would never do that to any electronic device. <laughs> they talk about generational trauma. You'd have just generational tradition of the uh, Nintendo products in the, in the <laughs> sh- <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The only difference is that Game Boy, you just pop out the, uh, what is it, AA batteries? Double A's, yep. Where with double A's, your the switch. dot matrix screen. What, what's the battery life? Because, Laura, you don't play your Switch that often. I don't play it as often as I'd like to. I'm just a terrible person with time management. It's not like I mean to just... I'm in this loop of just napping all day and not sleeping all night, but not playing the Switch all night, too. So I want to give you a good review of the battery life. The answer I, is six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was Jolly getting to that. Thanks for ruining oh. the crescendo, Benny. Oh, damn it. Oh. Well, you just said you didn't have a good answer, so I, I did. was going to say, but I'm pretty sure it's around six hours because I read the box. Oh, I can assure you it's six hours. We've done road trips with the kids. Six hours. I do th- go through spurts where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a hardcore gamer now, and I do it really, like, really hardcore for like two or three days, and then I'm back to like messing up my sleep schedule because then I'm gaming too much, and yeah. then boom. If I didn't have Fades kids, away. if uh, we decided not to have kids, I would be uh, I'd be a Call of Duty legend. <laughs> I would probably be jacked because when mm. the kids were away, and it was a every day I was at the gym, and one day I went twice. I went in the morning. I did a I did a two a day. Like yeah, but an, I see. I so that's why I. I argue that. But but I say for me and how I operate, it doesn't mean that because I could do it, that it means because you don't have kids, you're not doing it right. No, no, no. I did t- I am arguing the fact that I don't think you would be at the gym every day because you go super hardcore, you go balls to the wall, yes. and then you go balls to the wall in the complete opposite direction. Not well, working out, no. The, with, the I would pan- say with health and eating- the pandemic, uh, it 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 screwed me for my consistency. What was I like? Three years, Benny? Like straight, like three to oh, four yeah. days a week. Oh yeah. And and it was I built the routine. Yeah. And that's just it. The pandemic for many, and I'm not alone in this. Okay, it, it bumped me out. Food wise, yeah. But what's happened? Even with now with my cheats, like if I decide to get into some adult treats later at night, my new thing is I'll go for like a diet green tea or I'll do a bio steel. I just need something that is sweet. And it was like, you know what? I don't always need to just throw in a McFlurry into this mouth. No, but what I'm saying is, like, Jeff Kelly is the type of man, you know, if you, I wish you could see behind the scenes sometimes. He will buy Benny and I donuts and then be like, oh, no, I'm healthy now. I'm not eating any of them. (laughs) And then you will do so good for yourself. You'll be right at that cusp of almost making a routine for yourself again. And then you're like... I blew it on the weekend, guys. Let's get five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> let's get like but, forty dollars worth of tins. Oh, that, I'm glad you brought that up. The all-you-can-eat sushi. I'm I've I am over that phase of my life where in my twenties I really enjoyed an all-you-can-eat. It's like I'm getting my twenty-five bucks. Uh, yeah, I can't oh, do yeah. it. I ordered. I ended up uh, two different rolls: a spicy crispy salmon, and then went with the Philadelphia roll, right, to get a little cream cheese oh, in there. Yeah. So they had four on each. I ate eight of them in total, and then I had uh, bulgogi, and bulgogi, pardon me, and then I had some edamame, and that was it. That did not justify the thirty-five bucks. No, that but like, doesn't sound like you ate all you could eat, though. Either. N- no, yeah. I did not, and that's I'm like I don't have the room for it, and I didn't have the mental fortitude to like force myself to eat it. And sidebar, and this like the nice thing is now that my wife got that's the second time she's had food poisoning at, at said location oh. in about five years, so I know that place is dead to us now, which is good because family of four was $145 plus tip. 
That is Probably insanity. Can, yeah. yeah. Well, we do we do pretty close to that with uh, with four of us, but not all you can eat. Yeah. It's like ordering the platters and that kind of thing. But then I'm always the one to finish off everybody's food. Yeah, but do you find <laughs> that what I find the quality seems to be better when it's not oh, an yeah. all you can eat? Oh, a hundred percent. That, that St. Thomas convenience store sushi. <laughs> I want to make the but, drive. Benny, don't you think if Jeff didn't have kids, do you not think that he would still be doing the same go to all you can eats and stuff? Or at least yeah. you would have been up until this point in your life. I think. Yeah, I think especially now that your kids are the age they are, you can't use kids as an excuse for doing or not doing things because oh, yeah. you don't have to deal with them all that as no, much. You're, I'm a shuttle service. No one has their license. So part-time uh, jobs, shuttle service, appointments, okay, uh, okay. friends that live 18 kilometers away as much. Like my eldest, she'll hop on the city bus from time to time. But every once in a while, it gets sketchy. It's like, oh, cool, another public masturbator. Okay, I'll drive <laughs> you to a friend's house. Like they, they, yeah, those bus drivers, they really need to pet those bus drivers. <laughs> put a mask on everywhere. <laughs> so for it just shifts, right? Like your 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 time yeah. to kids. And remember your parents. Like my parents got into volunteering mm-hmm. and coaching and all of that. Yeah. So okay. I get it. It's a, They're time goblins. Okay. I know Benny is question master today, yeah. but if... Envision your life without kids. Like, where do you think you would be at? Like, what kind of life do you think you would have if you didn't have kids? They're both, I think all of your kids are young enough that I can ask this question. You can say it on the podcast without them being mad. They wouldn't be mad. Um, I think we would have moved somewhere closer to water. I think we would have gone, like, we probably would have gone, I want to say, East Coast. Do you think you'd still be on radio then? Potentially, yeah. I don't think kids, like, I got into radio well before kids. Kids didn't affect my career too, too much. Okay. But I just think we we like being relatively close to grandparents at this point. But, uh, yeah, we've talked about getting on the old houseboat action at some point once the kids <laughs> yeah, are in the house. Yeah, okay. That or, like, would you set up shop on the East Coast? Would you ever do that? East Coast, yeah. I love the East Coast lifestyle, but I also think, I think I'd go... I don't know. And I'm not talking about your lives once your kids are grown up and out. I'm talking about like how what do you think your lives would be like right now if you didn't Well, that's just it. I think we just would have pulled the trigger on that a lot sooner. I you aren't wrong in the assessment. There would be periods of my life that I would um drink out of the fire hose. Uh-huh. Cuz I, I do I, I that is a little bit of my you personality. You're the same type of dieters. That's the only reason why I yeah. say, well, and, <laughs> I'm saying that. But I've changed a lot of the habits because the the triggers were I, I'd be so good, I'd so good, and then something would come into the house, and then I would tackle it like I'll never have another yeah, one again. Yeah, it'd be like a balloon popping, yep. and then all the sushi would go everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, because I, I handle, I do about 70% of the grocery shopping, I uh, like I had the conversation with the kids, so here's how it's going to work, guys. So, in sh- to ensure my own self-control, I'm not going to bring some of that junk into the house anymore, so if you feel like a bag of chips or a chocolate bar, hop on your bike, and the variety store is about five kilometers away. Nice. I'll, I'll throw you five bucks to go, to go seven bucks, eight bucks to go buy it. But for me, that I think that is going to be the bridge to getting into healthier habits. Because the other part is having a few little um, underlying medical issues. When I eat like that, mm-hmm. I pay the price. And now it's like it's not worth it, dude. Because every time, yeah, I have a flare up based on my my uh, menu choices. <laughs> it's it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. That's and fair. and as you learn to cook too and you get older, like you realize, man, real food can be super delicious. Like you can learn to cook chef kind of dishes and go, man, that was so good. That's a big thing, actually, the difference between having kids around and not having oh. kids. Like we're we're you know, one Chick day away from another. Spaghetti. Well, yeah, but it's the time. So right now we're looking at like by the time I get home, maybe get a nap in or when the kids are back in school. It's like four o'clock before things settle down, but then we're eating at like five, five thirty. 
So it's like, well, time to get dinner. So it's you try to make the most efficient dinner plans. Yeah. But this coming week, we are going to go all out. I don't care if it's two hours in the kitchen straight. Oh, I love yeah. making those gourmet meals. And the other thing is, I don't want to spend two hours on a meal that the kids aren't going to eat because they don't like it. Yeah. Like, I could tell them what it is, and they before they even see it, they're like, oh, I don't like that. But it'll be like, oh, I don't like chicken. You've had chicken the past four f-ing days. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like chicken now? <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. And I, I don't know, because, Laura, you're one of four, so you mean, I'm sure not oh, yeah. every every kid in your family enjoyed the same kind of meal. Like, we all love beef. We all love yeah, chicken. Yeah, but my mom was very much, like, there would be nights where I would just, like, go eat, like, half a loaf of bread with nothing on it because my mom would make spaghetti, and I hate noodles. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if you didn't want to eat it, you didn't eat it. That You didn't eat <laughs> That was it. Yeah. yeah. We are, well, we're like that in a lot of ways. We don't make side dishes for the, like side meals for the kids if we're all sitting down. Like, obviously, they'll have a chicken fingers or like a mac and cheese or something like that if we're going to do something completely different and later or whatever. But yeah, uh, if if I make that gourmet meal, you're eating that or you're eating nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, a few times I've done um, mom and or dad's mixed grill. Because you're like, this child needs to eat something nutritious. <laughs> so this, so my youngest, she's Claire's 10. Does this make any sense to you? She loves cheeseburgers, loves bacon, will refuse to eat steak, chicken. If there's a sauce on it, maybe she'll consume it, but also loves ground beef. I get it. It's a texture thing. That sounds like a texture it's thing. It's hundred percent a texture thing. But she talking. She's like, no. It's just I don't like. She's like, I don't like eating animals. I'm like, you're eating animals right now. Yeah, this all has a face. That's... Ground beef is several animals. Yeah, but... One burger. <laughs> but maybe that is also her way of not knowing how to properly articulate. I don't like textures because until I was older, I didn't realize like I like I'm super sensitive to a lot of food textures like i don't know i don't even know how to describe it without saying like oh, i'm a picky eater it's not that i, I will always try the food but mm-hmm. there are points where we will buy you know a bunch of chicken from costco or something or somewhere like you know we'll have a bunch yeah and there will just be i can be halfway through a chicken breast sometimes and then i'm like oh, i can't eat this anymore really and so, so I think it's the fibers in the meat because I will I can still always eat ground beef. I can always eat ground chicken, ground turkey. Bacon is okay for me because I think the, you don't taste those muscle fibers. I have come to love delicious, delicious um, <laughs> chicken thighs. Yeah, same. And same. when I so like taco night, it's, you know, you start off little with the kids were little. It was the old, and maybe your parents, everybody had taco night, so it was just ground beef. Mm-hmm. You could make dinner for fifteen bucks. Now, obviously, you can't. But we got into chicken thighs because I'll, I'll grill the chicken. I'll do a nice marinade and I'll grill the chicken and cut it into chunks. Oh, and then I'll have two or three days of leftovers yep. of rice and refried bean and, and chicken and some salsa verde in there. It's so good. But the kids are still like, nah, I don't like it. No, see, and I get that oh. though. I still won't eat. I would need a chicken thigh. What? I'm not. I'm not a cartilagey bone. No, no, no not though. No, no. It's boneless. I've yeah. had boneless. chicken thighs before. Well, you haven't had the right. They're chicken still thighs. weird and different. We had kid approved ones earlier this week. Slow cooker, chicken thighs with, and this is a weird combo, but it's delicious. Salsa. Keep going. A little bit of curry. Uh Uh-huh. Little bit of ginger root. Oh, yeah. Little tiny bit of orange juice. Some honey. (laughs) Peanut butter. This seems very tropical. Oh, and then you threw the peanut butter in there. Yeah. Did you let Sadie come up with the recipe? No, it was a uh, uh, Looney Spoons recipe. Of all things. Oh, Remember wow. Looney Spoons? Hello, yeah. Wealthy Barber's shout out there. I know. Yeah. We, uh, I got Sarah the Looney Spoons cookbooks years ago, and then we uh, opened them up uh, about six months ago. <laughs> and But we looked through a bunch, and it was a lot of stuff was like, what can we just find that's around the house already? 
and we have salsa dating back to 2019. It's still good. It's like yeah, we canned it ourselves. Doesn't it's really fine. go bad. Really good. But we, I, I was a little skeptical. It is delicious. Huh. It was a good mix. Okay. And the kids actually ate it. Yeah, for me, it's just, again, and I understand that's why some people don't want to eat, like, the actual the chunks of meat and stuff. Because, like, the, the meat itself, dark meat is a completely different vibe than white meat. Yeah. And so even just if there is no cartilage and stuff, that meat itself can still just taste like cartilage to me. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So, wait. You never answered my question, Okay. Though. Sorry, sorry. What would you be doing if you didn't have kids? All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the cooking show. We've been talking no. about food for the last, like, 20 minutes. I fe- so, I think I would have the same career. Um we, when we were kind of climbing the ladder in our in our 20s, we had kids, but we just kind of threw them over our shoulders and went. I think, um, now would I be in a different place? I don't know. Like I, at one point, I wanted to live in the West Coast before the housing prices went through yeah, the roof. Yeah, for sure. But that would have been mid-2000, like 05, 06-ish. So maybe that. Um, but I like the proximity. I, I think I'd be in this part of Ontario regardless because I like Detroit and Michigan. I like the GTA. I like the Muskoka, Lake Huron. Like I like how I can yeah. just kind of aim in a direction and go have fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be doing this job. I think my wife would be doing much the same, but we we go for a lot more dinners. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd entertain more, which in the, in the last couple of years, we've really picked up because I, for first five years of our marriage, I didn't really know how to be a husband. So I still yeah. acted like a boyfriend. So Saturday, Sunday, I just laid on the couch. And she'd come in like, all, all, all right, let's, do we do something? Right, like, yeah. Like, what, Saturday? I'm just going to that. Yeah. We go. Like, I, I was a total puke. I do kind of miss those days. I, I want those days back, actually. Yeah. I'm so busy. I, but the thing I, which I've discovered is shocker. If you have a couple of, like this weekend, we're doing little to nothing because last weekend, Friday night, we went to bed at 1 a.m. We were mm-hmm. out with friends. Saturday night, we had some friends over. How I can't remember the dynamic of how this all played out. Like, it was, I was running kids around and then a shuttling. And then, so I, I made the best of both worlds. But you run out of time and, and I miss those naps. But I, um, I don't think I would change much. Long story long. Yeah. The only thing that I really think, like, I think we'd change quite a bit, actually. It would be fairly different. If we weren't out west already, we would be better traveled. We would have gone yeah. a lot more spots because we'd have more money for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of our, like our design too. I know everybody has a different plan when they have kids. We we had ours early. So Sarah, she got married at 21. Yeah. I would just turned 23. Mm-hmm. We So I was 26 when we had her first. Yep. And yeah, then, I was 27. Yeah. So the, the goal is then you, we, you know, the kids will be out the door and we still will have a little youth in us. Mm-hmm. So I won't be, when I'm on that tour in Europe, it can be Sarah and I going off the beaten path and not on one of those bus tours through Greece. Yeah. 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 That's the kind of thing. Yeah. My parents were 30 when they had my sisters, so 36 when they had me. Yeah. They just got to Ireland a couple of years ago. My dad couldn't do half the stuff because his knees are bad. <laughs> he like stayed at the bottom of the hill to go up to a, like a castle walkthrough oh, and he couldn't do damn. it. damn. Yeah. Oh, that's that's just yeah. it. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, so I know Benny's sounds well, way more sexy. Well, you to preserve your body a little bit. Better though too, yeah. you know. I, th- yeah. I think the world of mobility workouts is getting a lot better. So yep. hopefully, you know, and we'll pharma looking too. at me directly when you yeah. say, <laughs> "Well, it's one, your dad." Hey, yeah. duh. Hey, one pill, gout uh, begun. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> the man with gout. Okay, can we spin this real quick? I know it's like an impromptu question, Master. If you had kids. How many would you have? Maybe would you have maybe None. one one by now? <laughs> just, just hypothetical. Take nothing in the past into account. Just this is totally pretend, Laura. Totally pretend. 
All right. I if, mean, you still would have him with that hunk rocket man of yours, the beautiful, beautiful Brazilian boyfriend. Yeah. If if I wanted little crotch goblins, I would <laughs> definitely have more than one. I couldn't imagine growing up without siblings. My siblings are so important. Yeah. But that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think I would be able. I think two is is like no. Yeah. I I would I wouldn't want to raise more than two. But I think honestly, three is the perfect dynamic. Oh, that middle child scenario. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. That could be that could be tough. But I mean, you grew up in four, so you know you know that better than anyone. Ben and I are each yeah. just one of two. Yeah, and yeah. it's harder because with the youngest in my family, like my younger sister, she's four years younger than me, so she's like seven years younger than my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like me and my two older brothers, like more clumped together. My yeah. sister was yeah. a little bit younger, so that's why it almost felt like a three sibling dynamic until we all got older. And when we were really younger, too, it was like, oh, like, hey, little sister, what's up? But then when we were in high school, we all kind of branched out a little bit. Yeah. But I would say it's it's fun. It was fun having two older brothers because, like, I'm super close with them now. I was always the, like, tag along because the six-year difference is significant. Yeah. I was, like, the tag along annoying little brother when my sister went out. And she was in, like, grade eight and I'd be in like, grade two coming along, that sort of thing. Um, we had a good relationship though. Backstage, Sarah and her brother, who's five years older, didn't have much of a relationship, but that's also because I think he was not a super social guy. So like they just didn't really do much together. So Sarah was like, when we're having kids, they got, we have to have them close together. She wanted three relatively close together. And then after two, we're like, no, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I've seen stories too of like, uh, sisters with like a huge, age gap and yeah. then they become friends like Later you know in, in their life. 20s yeah. and yep. stuff like that and that can be a really cool experience and stuff but yep. no i i would say like two seems all right that doesn't seem like a bad vibe but i feel like two you still have you might still possibly because you can have like one parent per child like pick them as favorites and super spoil them mm-hmm. i feel like i would be like that and they turn into little <laughs> shits. Yeah. you need like you need to be able to have enough of them to sort themselves out so like Two kids, they're going to whine at each other and then come to you. Yep. Three kids, it's still going to happen unless two team up on one and one gives up. Yep. You need to be able to have a little colony to, for them to just sort themselves out. Two on two turns into either a basketball game or MMA in the backyard. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Oh, yeah. You'd be growing up in big families. And mm-hmm. also, if I had kids, I would I would probably not be living in the city. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be country. I think the city was a great experience to live in, and I would like force them to go out there at some point but i think growing up in the country and especially like on lake huron was such an important experience as a child Mm -hmm. and like i think i have a lot more appreciation for the earth and nature that people who have always grown up in the city don't necessarily have and i'm not saying that's everybody but i just think a lot of people you know and i think it's costly to go visit nature and stuff it's not cheap for everybody camping equipment is expensive airbnbs by the lake are expensive so i just think if you could get that experience in do it up Mm mm-hmm Backstage Ben is question master this week. I am. Let's see where this goes. I went a little deeper this time around. Oh, boy. Last time was like word games and stuff. The first one, I don't know if our boss listens to the podcast or not, but the first one, we're going to do armchair CEO. Ooh, fun. What is the number one thing that you would change about our job? Oh, about our job? The time. Duh. (laughs) The time we wake up. I fucking hate our wake up time. <laughs> I will say that over and over and over again until I die. But if you get used CEO, to would we... you care about your morning show, whether they're miserable about what time they wake up? Or no, that's part of the job. You signed up for it. 
Right. Except, what do you mean though? But oh. you're the armchair. You're the boss. You're not. Oh, I'm you're the doing boss. Your job. Oh, oh. So wait, what am I CEO of? The whole company, or like just the, the building? Me- the media. The, the media. Maybe radio. Oh, the we'll media. Yeah. Oh my God, I would change a lot. I would change a lot. I would probably hire a few more people. <laughs> I'm gonna get fired yeah. after this. No, uh, no, 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 no. This no, is this, this is, is scenario hey, time. I, this is feedback. They they appreciate. I feedback. would bring things back to how uh, radio used to be a little bit. I'd give like individual locations a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. I would also give radio announcers a little more talk time because I think that, and I would encourage people. Uh, you know, like I think right now there's a lot of radio where people are immemorable. And I'm not doing that to shade other people. I'm no, just saying that I, that's kind of the brand that they want now. Like mm-hmm. a very, and no shade to Ryan Seacrest, but what you hear, like the cut up version of his show that you hear on Canadian stations, I don't know what his actual show sounds like. He gets good ratings, so I assume there is some meat to that. But the cut up version that we get in Canada is kind of what like a lot of announcers sound like now, which is just kind of soulless. Yeah. yeah and I agree. it's yeah. like he has JLo this hour, next hour, we'll get to like every hour he's got a big name celeb. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of self-reflection or, or, hey, I did this last night. There yeah. is a little bit of that, but it also, like, again, the cut-up versions that we get, I just find it doesn't go anywhere. Like, there's no... Yeah. Hey, he's done his sentence or he's done his little, his mini bit, and I'm like, so? Yeah. <laughs> How is this engaging? And, but I think there's a lot <laughs> of then, radio yeah, exactly. like that in, in Canada and even, like, a lot of, you know, media personalities. And it's just because, you know, the... The funding for talent training or the encouragement for it has kind of gone out the window. It has, People, for sure. Because they said, oh, yeah, we can float on just how things are the way they are. So yeah. let's just keep floating it. Let's mm-hmm. just see how this goes. I would also, you said the media division, so mm-hmm. I would also force our news outlets to never. I am so f***ing tired of hearing random news stories from the States. I don't want to hear, oh, yeah. like, woman found a baby in the dumpster. Like, that is so detrimental to mental health, just seeing yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they have to populate it, again, is just because the way the world is, you got to get these like online sales and stuff. I would yeah. say, listen, like, just, well, just when, put a little more soul back into it, you when know? When local news has gotten clickbaity almost, right? Like, that's like Backstage Sarah on TikTok now, she gets caught up in like dog gets stuck in oil slick and that sort of thing. Like, she's watching all these horrible things that are happening to animals because she sticks around long enough to see them get better. But there's so much of this now. It's the same sort of thing. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't pertain to us here in southwestern Ontario. It's horrible, and you hate to see that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then you hate to see it, but you click through, and that's why they're doing it. At least stick to Canadian stuff, at the very least. Yeah. There's enough weirdos here. You could probably get some weird stories. I don't know. Well, you end up reading it because there are no other stories to get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, well, because they they don't seek it. They don't have the bodies, the, the talent to go and that, do local sure, yeah. focused. The things. local small, yeah. Those little fluff pieces have really kind of gone away. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's like the tip of the iceberg of what I would change to see. Oh, we could take this whole podcast. I could give okay. you a full armchair expert. Has that been I, taken yet? <laughs> I'm telling you, I spend at least an hour to and from work in my car every single day. So yeah. I have a I think about this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. It is our industry and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. If I were CEO, I, there are a lot of things that I think we've all echoed to one another. Of, I would, I would, in a way, if possible, in by like two thousand between two thousand two thousand five, then I would start investing on the digital side to get ahead of it all, to get ahead of a Spotify, to get ahead yeah. of some of those things, to to create offer, to like to build out 
an app that is, and I know even the app game in 05 wasn't that strong, but build out, even at that time, it would have been something web-based. Hey, our one-stop shop from not only the stream of the radio station, but if you like this kind of music, here it is for free. We're just going to bury a couple of commercials like a spot. Yeah. I would have thought forward. Uh, I, I know There were people that attempted that stuff. I worked at a station in Barrie in 2004, and they were one of the first to go with free streams on, on their web because the owner, it was a mom and pa shop, he was really into the back end of the computer stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing that and he looked into it going, well, I pay the SoCan licenses. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, listener, that we all pay every year basically to the artists get money, the labels get money mm-hmm. that allow us the, the licensing to play Bruno Mars, et cetera, and, and that kind of thing. So I would have invested early where the, the mindset, which is tough because when, especially when you have shareholders, it's the old, what are we doing this quarter? And I know the world goes around based on money. Uh, goes around based on money, but the whole cut cut your way to the top mentality that yeah. is it's so short sighted, and and you've seen that in a massive rotation of CEOs, and not just media, but so many companies. They're in for a year, so that whole year, all they're trying to do is just let's chase what we can do this quarter, chase what we can do next. I think that was a phone call at the other room. Oh. Come on, engineers! Come on, guys! Oh, you know I do. We're a CA, a CEO to these engineers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but what would you do to change? You talked about the Spotify thing. Well, but but that, what now that, would you do? That would have been so that would have impacted what it's like today. So today it would be full of bodies because you need people and unique individuals to create uh, engaging content. But jo- what would you do in today's climate as it, CEO? Well, in today's climate, I would. <laughs> It would cost money. They wouldn't love it. But to bring some bodies back to do stuff, yeah. to build a solid foundation of local programming that murders in your market, that makes it, it has to be people's number one. I would outlaw the the kind of the clickbait garbage stories because people will read stuff that's interesting and yeah. deep and true and real. Yeah. The clickbait, like everything's an ad. It's just, it feels like Times Square. And it, you start yeah, to, your yeah. eyes cross. Yep, absolutely. That's everybody's throwing overload. Yeah. just so much at yeah. you. I think I would scale it down. Um, I did, uh, to, I'm not going to answer my own question, but when you say about having more bodies in the building, I'm still, I've been doing this now for, well, I started school 14 years ago for it. So I've been in the radio world for mm-hmm. that long. Anytime I go to visit a new station, I still have this idea in my head that it's going to be this bustling, like the jocks are all just cool hanging out in yep. the lounge, <laughs> and then like the, there's a whole news pit, and the like salespeople are like two phone calls up, and like ah, oh, so, oh, that sort of thing. And then every time I go in, there's like two people in the whole building, <laughs> and it's not even COVID at this point. Like it's yeah. even before that, it was like it's so bare bones now. News is generally localized to one spot, and they just pop it out everywhere. Yeah, sales in a lot of ways are like that too. At like early on, 15 plus years ago, I do remember the radio stations being a little bit busier and that yeah, sort of thing. I would love that atmosphere. My first again. gig at like when I worked for the same company you did, Benny. Yeah. It that was a bustling place. Yep. There's still full newsroom upstairs and stuff, and it was pretty cool. And like again, it's just the way that things are changing. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, I, it, most offices, regardless of the career, are, are like that. You know, for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you've yeah. seen a lot of everything has become streamlined, but you get to that kind of that point of critical mass where you're like, well, we physically don't have enough to to give the clients, the audience, what they really deserve and need, and yeah. so things will suffer. And then it's yeah. like, well, well, why don't we have gains? Well, because we went too far with something, and now to yeah. try to rehash it, radio industry as a whole, and Laura did touch on this, just feeding into new talent and giving them the opportunity. They've eliminated so many weekends, overnights, the live. It's like a pilot. You got to fly, man. So on the radio, you got to talk. You got to do the shows, press the buttons, get comfortable because you have to learn to be yourself. I used to stay up late to listen to late 
yeah. later night radio. Like it was always, and I yeah. was also close Sex to the with border. Sue, hello. Sex with uh-huh. Sue, Lifeline <laughs> with Dr. Drew. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. I thought they were great. I do miss the idea of an overnight shift, like of live overnight radio. But again, any like anybody who's listening to this right now, if you're in southwestern Ontario, there's nowhere outside of probably mm-hmm. Toronto where there's a very lively overnight yeah. life in the city. I would uh, I would find a way. The last little point, because again, Laura nailed it so well. Um, to make to make <laughs> uh, to make I'll be her assistant uh, rather than the CEO. <laughs> to make it, um, we find this in and it's it's everywhere. The, those the, the the micro bunch the single digits like the three to five percent that's that play contests I would create some hard and fast rules separate from the OLG to go listen this year alone we've given you a car and cash yeah. and a trip <laughs> and this and that we got to push you away for a little bit because we know you chase it elsewhere it's one thing when it's a rando listener I, I don't know what that design would be I would have uh, smarter people than I kind of assist in that way but I would I, I think well you know what I don't know I think that there why can't like since businesses have like we reserve the right to refuse service, why can't we just reserve the right to refuse a few Pricing. people? <laughs> because <laughs> people well, yeah, because the unfortunate true. part, and and I've said this to people, where it's a, now it is a public job. We're not famous. Ryan Seacrest is famous. We are not. We just have yeah. a public job. But the the grief that we get on like, on every word that comes out of our mouth, that it's just an opinion. You don't have to agree, but equally, you don't need to comment on it. Yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I. <clears throat> I'd, mm, I'm trying to find a very tactful way of saying this. Are you saying you would allow different opinions? Uh, well, absolutely, because I think. It, or are you talking about prizing in terms of prizing? Well, so to, yeah, okay. replying to people who are. Well, it, it just it. It's like we are a free service, but we get kicked in the shins more than ever yeah, than anyone. Yeah, anyone yeah. out there that yeah. like think of the the billion dollar business. Apple doesn't give you shit for free. Yeah. And all you fanboy, you buy stickers, you do this and that because it's a cool brand. We give you so much. We give you so much local. We give yeah. you so much attention. We talk yeah. about the issues that relate to you. Oh, and here's piles and piles of free stuff. Hey, you guys suck. You're terrible at your job. I hope you die. Like, if somebody came up to me in the bar and I didn't have to represent Mel Media at all times and said anything that I we get in text yeah. on a daily basis, I would punch them in the face. Like, why do we have to accept it? <laughs> I know. a public job. Yeah, and I, so I don't know how you would train your audience in that regard, but it's the that's, branding, marketing. Yeah. See, that's the thing that Apple has. It makes people, you know, scour over paying $60 for a new charger every time. True. But new... it's engagement with technology versus another person, too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, Steve Jobs got enough hate and whoever got yeah, enough hate true. in their public or in their private lives or whatever. But, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, the the go-to used to be you get hate over phone calls. You mm-hmm. know, if people had to actually show up to the door, we wouldn't get near as much. <laughs> no, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So long story long. Okay. There, yeah. There you go. All right. Okay. There's one. Uh, number two. What is your biggest guiltiest pleasure? This is where we're done with the armchair seat. Guiltiest. Guiltiest pleasure. And I don't have a lot of guilt. Like anything <laughs> I do, I tell you guys about, and you either laugh or then you're like, "Oh my god, Laura, just shut up! It's too much information." Um, I don't think we've ever said too much. We all share way too much information. Yeah, that yeah. is very much with the job. Like as it okay wait I'm just trying to even wrap my head so if I had a guilty pleasure it'd be something that I don't want other so you're not proud of it you know not necessarily proud of it I tell everybody everything I'm an open book I have no secrets I'm not be I'm the opposite of Beyonce <laughs> I don't have any secrets so at one point 
this goes back and because it was embarrassing. I didn't talk about it. I didn't even talk about it on the sh- on the show that I was on at the time. I used to love Dog the Bounty Hunter, the TV show on oh, A&E. Oh, yeah. Like, loved it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, the trashiest of all trash. But th- what I attached to it, because that time I was there, was, there was some distance between my family and I, and it was like, he just loves his kids so much. The fact he gets to work with them, it's kind of <laughs> so beautiful. It was yeah, it, for yeah. years. And then it kind of, it, it, you know, the show fell off, and, like, you know, times change. You kind of lose interest in it. And then his wife got sick, and then she ended up passing away. Beth, it... I. I had a little moment. I was like, it felt like a piece of me died when yeah. she died. And that's Aww. like, so I was like, Sh- you know, you don't always agree with people all the time, but you see, you, you try to find the good in them. And I'm like, man, she, they did so much. I'm like, I can't believe Beth's gone. What's dog going to do? And no wonder you're laying around on the couch all weekend. That's all A&E would play. On I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, just that. And then sometimes when I, uh, when I fire hose and I, and I go and I hit, you know, we would go line up at that Pizza Hut buffet and just destroy it. Oh, I'd right. driving home, I'd be like, why did you do that? Like, really? you could have had half amount, the amount. I've never felt that <laughs> in my life once. Yeah. Oh, man, I honestly, I don't know. Like, because along that lines, it should be like, oh, like, should I, like, should my guilty pleasure be, like, too hot to handle, like, watching all these, like, trash shows on Netflix? But I don't feel guilty about it. I tell people no, about it. yeah. Because, like... Sometimes I like I definitely laugh when children fall on the street, but I'm not guilty about that either. Oh, <laughs> I agree. A good wipeout video. Like, yeah. I think like one of my friends' favorite quotes of me, and I'm going to quote myself here, is like I told him once, I'm like, I know we're going to be ba- great friends because we're both terrible people. And I just, <laughs> I think, I think you stumped me, Benny. I don't know. Wow, has that ever happened before in uh, Question Master? Is stumped? Ah, uh, we're close. Like it's. Yeah. A, you're not passing. Lalora is Lalora. Lalora Lloyd. Laura. She is. She is digging deep to uh, to to find something. It's I am not, trying to find like. But the, what I love about that is y- it sounds very freeing in a lot of ways that you yeah. don't like you don't bear the burden of guilt in any way because in life you shouldn't like I shouldn't give a crap that I watch Dog the Bounty Hunter. No. Um, but yeah, like well, so my my guilty thing is also if I. Like if something isn't done around the house, it it is irrelevant if a load of laundry gets done Thursday night or Friday morning. Right. But I'll like I'll go to bed going, oh, I should have got that done. And I I'm trying to deprogram. Like I am hard trying to still deprogram. That's myself. not guilty pleasure. That's just that's, guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would your guilty pleasure be like eating a whole bag of uh, chocolate covered almonds? Then no, is that's that my like binge a... eating disorder. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that's an actual eating yeah, problem. Yeah. Not a lot of things like uh, hmm. Yeah, and this is the thing too. Like, especially when you, people start talking about guilty pleasures, if it's something that I do, and people are like, "Oh, like I can't believe people watch like a reality TV show," yeah. I will like flat out just look at them and be like, "I watch that stuff, and I love it. Like, I will always stick up for that I like." And that's good because that makes other people feel better, right? Like, that makes the people who, if it is a guilty pleasure, they feel better about it. Like, oh, I can acknowledge that. Yeah, I, that. Yeah. I hope that if I'm ever like crapping all over something somebody says the same thing to me like because that's yeah. i think what makes interesting conversations like mm-hmm. you know one time we had a listener complain that i said country music was garbage and i'm like why didn't you stand up for yourself instead of just being like well you called country music garbage well tell me what's good about it because i see nothing yeah and then they just had nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the third one i wrote down i'm not sure if i've asked this before but i'm gonna ask it again oh, okay i can't remember what is the best compliment that you could receive have i asked that before it sounds familiar mm. when I say it. Could or have we received? Could receive. What would make you just glow on the inside right now if somebody said it to you? Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cheat and do both. So the best compliment I have received recently yeah. is that 12 year old girl saying that I look young. 
Um, oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best compliment that I could receive, I would say, is people, somebody like just saying that... Uh, hang on. I lost <laughs> my train of thought. I got to think about it more. <laughs> You want to just okay? Uh, you can go. You can go. For me, because um, I'm lame in the sense that my validation for what I do doesn't come in. It's it is lovely when someone who listens goes like, "Hey, you guys are funny today," or "Hey, that story you told is interesting," or "I relate to it." Yeah, I it, I, I enjoy that. Then then you're like, okay, like what I'm doing is it it validates it in the sense that it's working. I'm more so when my boss is like, man, XYZ was great. I love how you handled that. Like I'm a I'm a pleaser in that regard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yep. I'm an acts of service. So that that's an extension of that. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be something around the lines of, of, of management or somebody, which is really isn't good in it to a degree because, I mean, then that puts a lot of weight in what you do being a definition of who you are. I, yeah, but I don't think that you you don't do things in order to get that recognition. No, right? I just I do what I do in hopes yeah. that they'll acknowledge it. Um, because it goes back to just a, a childhood with at times it was it was a single parent household just based on my dad working long yeah, haul yeah. trucking yeah. gone for a couple of weeks at a time. So it's just that I just I I I was seeking attention as a kid and in a way it it hasn't left. But I don't like I don't have to walk down the street and someone pump my tires. No, no, for because sure. Because like oh you're so funny. It's like. You know who's funny? Seth Rogen. He's a funny yeah. guy. We have fun. We'll have funny moments. But it's funny enjoyable is, listening to people yeah, have a good time. Yeah. Funny is is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought of mine. I still don't know how to word it properly. Okay. So uh, I'm not. I think the best compliment that I could receive is not not being told that I am a good role model because anybody can be a good role model. And I don't think the right word for it is like that. You're like wow. Like you're like such a leader. Because I don't think that's the right word for it either. But the best compliment I could receive would be from somebody who is like of higher authority from me. Yeah. Recognizing how often I am willing to completely put myself on the line in terms of normalizing shit. Like, yeah. Yep. I'm always posting on my Instagram with no makeup. I'll make period jokes on air. I will talk about depression. I will call people out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get that from, I just, I find because I am like that, there are people that uh, are higher up in, you know, community and society. That sounds like really deep. <laughs> sounds like it Game does. of Thrones. Thing. Very deep. No, but I think that, you know, in this business, I don't get respect from peers because of that. Whereas, really? Yes. And I have hmm. noticed that firsthand with certain politicians. Uh, and I think it is because I am, I'm more on a. <sighs> Authentic. I so guess. it's it's authentic. There are people who but, just who um, are contrarian. They'll just argue for the sake of arguing, even if they don't believe in it necessarily. But you'll even as you say when you're like, um, you'll stand up for somebody who says something's dog shit, you know, and you'll be like, I watch that or whatever. That's not being contrarian. That's just being authentic. And you're not like, yeah, that is crap. Nobody mm-hmm. watches that. That sort of thing. Yeah, like I, it would be great if some like if somebody who like people who have just. You know, I think a lot of people in don't take me seriously, but I know my shit. Like, mm-hmm. watch out, watch out. 
looking at me. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. I just, I would love, that would be a compliment. If somebody okay. just like notices that, if somebody looked at me and said like, I underestimated you, I guess that's Ooh, what I'm looking for. Good one. Ooh, would good that one. be someone Bam. like someone who's Bam. never had an interaction and then they've witnessed stuff or no, someone that I, comes back no, and goes, you I'm know what? I'm talking about the people that know me that I know have no respect for me for whatever reason because I've not wrong done... wrong impression, yeah. Yeah, and like I've always tried to be my kindest to anybody that I've come into contact True. with. Like I'm not... I, I don't pay attention to other people's lives at all. I don't <laughs> care. Like if you want help with something, I'm happy to help, but yeah. I'm not sitting there like creeping somebody's Instagram story thinking like, oh, can't believe you're doing this again. Like, you know, like hate yeah. creeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I know I get hate crept. And it would be great for somebody to say, like, hey, I've underestimated you, uh, but you're good at what you do or something there like you that. There go. Love it. Yeah. We got I deep today. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. I love that. Sorry to... if you were looking for laughs. I... <laughs>, <laughs> we got deep and hungry. I know. Like, Did I even tell you the story? Did people make it to this part of the podcast? Who knows? Let's hope so. <laughs> there was um, a few years ago, I was sti- I was on Virgin still. Um we got I, a friend of mine who worked, Sam, who used to work on the station. Mm-hmm. Her, we've known each other for a long time. She came up to me and she was like, I was talking to a friend of mine who ran into you at Rock the Park or wherever it was, like an event. And they said to me, on the air, I thought that he was morbidly obese. He's not near as fat as he, th- as he sounds or something along those lines. And I was like... Aw. <laughs> how nice. Well, how, I like that compliment. Wait a second. Because how do we have the same life? The very first, <laughs> the very first like listener compliment I got from somebody, like I had just started doing my first weekend job. I hosted the All You Can Rock Buffet on 94.5 The Bull. Amazing. And I went drinking with a coworker back to Gray County. And we went and saw somebody who always had the radio on his shop. And he's he, oh, this is Laura. Hi, Laura. Holy fuck, you're a lot, you sound a lot fatter than you look. <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you. What a weird Man, compliment. That's balls to say it to your face, at least. Like, Sam, no, it was her friend that said it. No, I was like, I, I surprised you didn't kick him in his balls. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? I took that as a compliment. No, like, I, took, I, I was the same way. Yeah, like, because, I, like, I have no shame. Like, what's wrong with that? The way we talk about the amount that we consume sometimes, yeah. you know, it makes sense. That's but. so funny that you got the same <laughs> one. I feel like there Ouch. needs to be a, a like a part investigation into like parallel universes because yeah. ours isn't mine is the kid thing screw that well there's got to be diversions here <laughs> somewhere yeah well we is that is there it, it is wrap yep, on question it. master that's it all right friends well we uh, we as always love uh, chatting on the podcast and uh, we went long for what did we hit today 46 minutes Woo! thank you as always for being here we do appreciate you and uh well we love you i'll just say that anyway we'll talk soon